Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Those Two Jerks, episode 153. I'm your host, the Tom Alexander. Joining me, as always, the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Hi, Rick. Hi, Tom. And portraying the role of the ghost man on third base, <laughs> the absent Chris Vu. Hi, Chris, yeah. wherever you are. We miss you, Chris. We will always miss you, Chris. <laughs> That's right. Chris is not joining us this week. Hopefully, we will see Chris again next week. Um, nine, this is number 10 of the final 10. Or number one of the final ten, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> glass half full, glass half empty kind of people. Yep, yep. All depending on your point of view. But uh, nine to go after this one, if we make it assuming, this Assuming, Tom, that more seals are not opened and then we are forced to actually make a real choice. Oh, God help me. <laughs> there is a good chance that the show is in fact ending in T-minus ten, ten episodes. Yeah. Unless more seals are broken. Correct. As we've discussed. Correct. We have, we have an issue on our hands. In which case, then we'll probably just flip a coin and the coin already hates us, so odds are, yeah. It's That's a good point. But. That's a good point. We've had another seal. Yeah, Tom. sort of, in a, in a way. So we're recording this on the night of Tuesday, October 2nd, 2018. Uh, just so you're aware in case, you know, six more of these fuckers open before you hear this show. So there are 10 seals we told you about that uh, we said if, if the universe decides that we are to stay open, uh, if they happened, we would take them as a sign that we should. Uh, and so we've had several near misses, basically, Rick, with these fucking seals. Um, some of them are damn close to technically happening. And as you always say... It is better to be. Can you hear me? Uh, as soon as you say it, it's better to see. Say. Yeah, yeah, it was better to be. I was waiting for you to just jump in and say technically right. Oh, so that time it didn't actually drop. It was just no, <laughs> no, it was just, a, it was just you falling asleep. Than at the any kind of right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, oh, yeah. It's my fault. It's my fault. That's my fault. Hey, I hear you typing Dick. in there. I, I'm sorry. I'm putting notes together. You know what? Screw you. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to be a productive member of this podcast. And you are over here You're giving me what? shits and giggles. You're writing notes? What do you, we already did the notes portion of this exam. Now it is time to take the test. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I like to write things down for future jokes. All right? Believe it or not, I take this shit you, seriously. You think you're Howard Stern? You come up with jokes and you use them later? I, I, is that so terrible? No, it's not terrible. I'm shocked. I've always do it. Why do you? I mean, okay. Part of the, what I do when you're hearing that clicking, sometimes it's me just playing Hearthstone until the game wraps up, and then I don't play it anymore. Other Jesus times, Christ. I'm actually taking notes. I'm in shock about the note taking part. I'm not surprised oh. in the least about the Hearthstone. <laughs> yeah, God forbid I actually try and better the show by not being just some asshole. You know. There are people who said that my part of the interview with Jeff Perlman was the best part of the interview, Tom. Was that your mom? Uh, she didn't say that exactly. <laughs> but it was close. That was that was who we were getting at? That was what you were talking I, about? It was someone who was definitely uh, not uh, a, a person I'm not very familiar with. So was it your mom? 
It wasn't my mom. Was it your dad? It wasn't my dad. He doesn't listen to our show. He doesn't even know what the internet is. Is it your wife? And it wasn't my wife. She doesn't listen to the show. Your wife doesn't listen to the show. True. True. <laughs> Can't argue that. Uh, all right. You gonna, is it Jesse? <laughs> I asked you if it was your wife. <laughs> God damn it. That's a really accurate description. <laughs> anyway, it was we're, Jesse. We're and we, Jesse we, we... is not going to give me a red cent's worth of credit. So I, I'm not buying that. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, but yes, the only right that matters, Tom, is to be technically right. Yes. And one of the seals technically broke this week, but not exactly broke. Right. That's the thing. These ones that are getting close to breaking, they're not breaking in the exact way that we thought they would. But they're <laughs> sort of there's cracks in them. They're there's, like there are a lot of cracks in them. The, the DC one is pretty much just broken completely, and there's nothing we can do about that. Yeah, it's it's all it, that one's all over, but the crying. Like they just need to send that press release out, and it's over. Um, yeah. But the knights uh, continue to charge on, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, well, here's the thing with that though. We while the initial idea uh, was pitched to us as as one of our listeners so ineptly threw me under the bus on Twitter about, uh, it was pitched to us as UCF going undefeated again. But uh, the way it's actually written in the in the prophecy is that uh, UCF has to be invited to and win the college football playoff. Right. And we have confirmation that that seal yeah, will happening. not break. No, but it we'll might, get to it, that. Yeah, it'll bend. It's bending, but it ain't breaking. Um, but we had a bigger a bigger deal, a bigger deal yeah. of almost a real honest to God. We didn't anticipate this seal breaking. No, there were a couple moment. we thought were absolute jokes that they would just never happen. Um, and one of them came damn close. And that was Vanderlei Silva. Uh, now, as it was written, Vanderlei Silva had to allow USADA, the U S anti-doping agency to drug test him. Uh, mm-hmm. now that would be in order to, uh, Participate Eliminate, again, yeah, yeah. Participate in, in, in the United MMA States in yeah. an MMA. Yes, correct. Right, because uh, he had been banned um, because he did not. Te- he tested positive for something and then would not allow, like, wouldn't enter the program. The, so, the other, the other one that we thought was a sure thing was John Jones. Yeah, <laughs> and John Jones may actually pass a drug test. That is the loosest written of all of the seals. <laughs> that and, seal is is very likely broken. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he if he manages to to you know take a drug test and pass it in order to have this fight coming up this month. Uh, that one's broken. So <laughs> that's all, that's all that has to happen. Basically the, the bell has to ring on round one <laughs> of that fight. Uh, and then By we the have way. to make it through the night after the fight with no stories <laughs> on ESPN.com or, yeah. or sure dog or wherever, uh, that, that say, oops, Bones Jones tested positive for name your drug. So so that one is broken, and there's really nothing we can do to stop it. But the Wanderlei Silver one, that's just interesting, Tom, if you it would is. care. It's really interesting. So last weekend, Wanderlei Silva actually fought an MMA fight in the United States. He yes. Fought, he fought against Quentin Rampage Jackson at, in a Bellator event. Um, well, fight fighting is apparently a very loose term. Unfortunately, Chris isn't here to give us the play by play, but evidently this was a um I believe the kids refer to it as a shit kicking. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> it probably was. Um 
What's funny about this is it was so under the radar that our own fight sports expert didn't even know it was happening until the day of the event. <laughs> Good job by Bellator on promoting it. Um, and it happened, where did, did it happen in, was it Northern California? I have no idea. I only heard about it. Or no, it was in, I think it was minute. in Seattle. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It happened on U.S. soil, not in a Native American casino. Um, yes. Now, here's the thing about that. Because right away it was, oh, God, the seal's broken. The seal's broken. He had to have been tested by USADA to fight in the U.S. Eh, not so fast. Bellator does not use the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency or its programs uh, to test its athletes which is what the UFC does. Instead, Bellator uses the state and local uh, fight commissions, the boxing commissions, which sanction uh, MMA events, to drug test the participants. Now, that testing program is a lot less stringent. You don't get tested in uh, out-of-competition parts of the year. You only are tested right before the fight and right after the fight. So, theoretically, one could do what they call cycling in and out of performance-enhancing drugs, pass those tests, but still be doping. Um, so, Vonderlei, while he did not have to pass an USADA test or allow USADA to test him, um, he did have to pass a drug test in order to fight. <laughs> yes. And that's, that's pretty close. <laughs> it's, it, is, it's, it, was, it, was, it was a shave. It took some whiskers off my chin, I'll tell you that. Um, and who ended up winning? I don't even know who won. No, no, uh, Rampage apparently literally murdered him. So oh, okay. <laughs> he won't be able to pass any more drug tests because apparently his he's neck dead. doesn't work anymore. Is, we'll see. He has been made dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was killed, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so that one came really close. So then we're up to one, two, three, it's four. Four yeah. of, the, of the ten seals have some cracks in them. <laughs> there are some other ones. Uh, that are still looking pretty strong, like Pete Rose making the Hall of Fame and uh, baseball closing its doors uh, before the end of the year and the president uh, not bitching about the NFL and the national anthem uh, or vowing never to again, I should say. Because um, he uh, hasn't it, it, in a couple of weeks, but uh, he has to promise not to. He's got things to worry about right now. <laughs> well, yeah, he's got, that's a whole other thing. Um what were some of the, what were the other ones? I don't remember. We're missing. You were supposed to keep the list. That was the. Whole I point. have it. It's on my phone. I thought you remembered. Why would I remember? I'm I busy to, looking you know, up the I MMA fight to, that we were just I have talking to go, about. Like assholes. I have to go to a safe deposit box and speak an incantation. <laughs> like it's a whole thing for me to get this scroll out. Like the the coin kind of he went like way over the top with it. I'm <laughs> telling you, like it's kind of it's a little frightening. He has this kind of time on his. I don't want to say hands, but uh, I guess hands. <laughs> we'll go with so the yes. Uh, Rampage Jackson beat uh, Wanderlei. By the way, uh, I'm trying to find the particulars. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, turn back the clock. Uh, he beat him via punches um, in round two. Uh, I'm trying to get the video to play here, so I can give you some thrilling. Oh my God! Rampage Jackson looks like me now. And so does Wanderlei Silver. Like, nobody is in good shape in this fight. Like, everyone looks like that they could probably stand to lose about 15 or 20. Like, you wouldn't <laughs> want to fight either of these guys, but right. both, neither of them are, oh, yeah, he murdered him. Ooh, that's an over, <laughs> that was an overhand right, followed by Wanderlei Silver just laying in a ball and saying, please, sir, that's that's more than enough. Thank you. So, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, Rampage, Rampage and Wanderlei both look like they're in good shape but neither of them look like what you remember them looking like. There is, there is a 
What is the opposite of uh, uh, being uh, svelte, Tom? The opposite of being svelte? Um, yeah. Portly? No, not that bad. Like, we'll, we'll say we'll, we'll say dad bod. There you go. Okay. Okay, we'll go with dad bod. Uh, okay, so here it is. So man walks on Mars. Okay, that one's pretty much assured. We got that. <laughs> um, Effie revealing himself to actually be Ric Flair. Um, um, I, I'm going to go 50-50 on this because <laughs> could happen, could not. We have no inside information about that. I have some inside information about that, but that's neither here nor there. Great. Great. Is he aware of this? Is he aware that he has a role to play in the, the Tom, end or survival Tom, of this? Tom. Yeah. Why would you think for one second that I didn't instantly tell him? <laughs> uh, because it what you didn't tweet it? I, I don't know. No. I didn't say anything to him. I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, yeah, I figured. Um, so, and then the the last one, and after this past weekend, I don't think this is happening. Um, Kanye releases an album devoted to the benefits of single payer healthcare. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that that is happening after the whole SNL thing. I'm so mad at him because he is the right now. He is the embodiment of I love the art. I don't like the artist. And it makes me furious that I have to go to that with him. By the way, I don't really much care for his new albums, but I, I adored his first four albums to the point that I still listen to him practically uh, one or two cuts. I'll listen to me, you know, randomly just throughout the day, just because it's part of my Pandora. It's in my car. So oh, that's that's just we'll go with disappointing. Uh, please continue. Yeah. So, um, so those, those last few, uh, are pretty safe or they look to be pretty safe at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you okay there, bud? Yeah. You got a, you, you got a, well, you got a wheezy. You got an easy, you need to. Yeah. Yeezy, Yeezy has a sneeze. Oh, you know what? You can cross that right off. Cause he's no longer Yeezy anymore. He's just ye. Yeah, I know, but we did say that it didn't have to be titled that. The subject oh. matter just had to match up. So it's like 94% done. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So so those are that's where we stand with the seals at this point, and uh, I got to tell you, I'm sweating it a little bit. <laughs> that, John, that John Jones one really fucked everything up. Real oh, much. man, when that happened, like that story came out like right before we started recording the show that night. And it was just like, holy shit. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> what what are we going to do here? Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's move yes. on to uh, more sports stuff and uh, Major League Baseball as we are about to enter the Major League Baseball playoffs. That's right. The season ended. Did you know? Did no, you know? I I legit forgot that baseball. I'm not even kidding, Tom. Like, yep, I know. I I earnestly forgot the game was still being. I saw a little tweet, like a like a like a, a, a Chevron or something. Yankees win 100th game of the season. I went, oh goddamn, the Yankees are good. This wait a minute, 100th game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have 100 wins and uh, they got the wild card. <laughs> They're not even the best team in their division. No man, the Red Sox have like 110. Oh, you know what? It's time for retraction. <laughs> Yeah, there are there are uh, four teams with a hundred wins in baseball. Oh this my year. god! Or no, three. I'm sorry, three. The, okay, well, uh, three's still pretty big. Two the in the Astro same division. Yeah, two in the same division. The Astros uh, in the NL West or AL West, and yeah. then the Red Sox and Yankees, who, of course, they beat up on the Orioles and Blue Jays all year. So, 
Of course, they both got to 100 wins. The Orioles That's are the worst team in the league. That's still disgusting, though. Like, I remember the Mariners winning 116 games, and that was the biggest thing that ever happened. Well, yeah, because that was the most ever. No one had ever won that many. You know what? I want to I want I want to test these teams for performance enhancing drugs because it used to be that record stood forever, Tom. <laughs> well, the record still stands. They didn't get close. Mm-hmm. Um, neither nah. team got close. However, whoa, um, one sixteen was the record. One team got the one ten. Yeah, something like that. I, I don't know if one ten is the exact number. It's somewhere in there. Um, but it's it's in there. Uh, so baseball, which of course we know is supposed to just stay open instituted this new ridiculous wildcard system a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Basically, as a reaction to, oh my god, this year we had two races go down to the very last game of the year, so it was almost as if one game decided the whole season, and the ratings were good and people got excited. We should make this happen every year by whatever ridiculous machinations we have to do. <laughs> so baseball did that by adding another wild card team, and instead of, say, meh, giving the team with the best record a first-round bye or uh, adding another wildcard team to even it all out and have baseball teams actually play series, which is what they do all fucking year until they get to the end of the year, uh, they decided that these two wildcard teams would play one game, one game to determine their entire season and uh, who would go on to play in the first round of the playoffs. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. The division series, that is technically the first round of the playoffs, the one game. Well, something sort of blew up in their faces this year. No, not for baseball, Tom. That never happens. Never, never. Uh, Baseball got, uh, because of these wildcard races, they got two ties for the lead in two divisions when the regular season ended on Sunday. The Milwaukee Brewers and Chicago Cubs were tied for the lead in the National League Central, and the L.A. Dodgers and Colorado Rockies, the Rockies, uh, were actually yeah, tied, tied for the lead in the National League West. So that means we get tiebreaker games. So this is not the wild card playoff game. This is a tiebreaker game. So t- Monday, we had game one sixty three for these two teams, four teams, and. Normally, that would be exciting, right? The race for the division is down to one game to, you know, win or go home, right? That's the whole thing they wanted. They wanted to force these races to be exciting right down to the very last day, and damn if they didn't get it. So what's not to love? Uh, Well, uh, all four teams made the fucking playoffs. (laughs) Win or lose. Win or lose, all the teams made the playoffs. So the winners won the division titles and the losers are playing as we record this right now in their wild card game. So the Rockies are playing the Cubs right now uh, at Wrigley field in Chicago and uh, the Dodgers and Brewers each uh, won their division. That's right. The Brewers won the division. I can't remember the last time that happened. That'd be back in the days of Robin Yunt. Oh, Robin Yunt. Good old Robin Yunt. Yeah, that's got to be when it is. I mean, because I don't think they've done it since they've been in the National League. Maybe I'm wrong. But, uh, uh, but this is one of those situations where do you care comes really into play. Well, no, no one does. I mean, no one really does unless you're a diehard baseball fan. Um, the, the thing is, is that it's once again this thing, this artificial... Oh, never mind. The Brewers won the division in 2011. Anyway. You weren't paying attention then either. No, I wasn't. Um, Nor should you have been. 
anyway, this is another one of these artificial things that baseball is doing to try and make things more exciting. When if they had just left well enough alone, this would have been even more exciting. Right. Can't have that though, Tom. We gotta, no. we gotta, gotta create the moments. Moments are important and we should create them and yes. have moments. It's always good to force traditions and force drama. It's never good when it happens organically. No, you don't want it to happen organically. If it happened organically, what would people do with themselves? Yeah, you couldn't sell advertising for it. Shit. No, that uh, that just can't happen, Tom. We gotta we gotta move these bricks. Come on now. <laughs> we gotta move these color TVs. That's right. <laughs> Parts of that song I'm not allowed to sing, but either way, <laughs> really, yeah. Think of the chorus. I lie, I want my MTV. No, right before that, the little he got some. I don't there's remember a, that there's a, there's references to f words that oh. no longer. Oh, oh really? <laughs> I've never yeah. listened to the song that closely before. All right. Yeah, yeah. It it doesn't work so great this day yeah. and age. <laughs> it's, it's not so shocker. Great. Something from the 80s that doesn't translate to today's culture. Hmm. Hmm. Where have we been hearing a lot about that this week? <laughs> been hearing a lot about that lately. I'm not sure what. Can't so put now my we've... finger on it. Anyway. So wait, if, if, I, if I read this right then, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. do we have 164 games before we get to the divisional rounds? It's technically, yes. For these teams, for these two teams, um, yes. Uh, in the American League, it would be one with one sixty three, right. I guess. But they don't count as regular season games; they're called a playoff game. So all of these teams can fly banners in their stadiums. Well, let me let me go ahead and just let me fix this for the for the MLB. Okay, Please. let me let me fix this. I I get it. I do. I understand what you're going for here, and bully for you for trying. And okay, fine. Why not? And I know this is going to sound nutty. Um, why not just go the full Monty then and go ahead and allow for teams to uh, cross leagues? So you have a one game playoff, but why not have a one game playoff before the one game playoff that allows the two <laughs> best teams that didn't make the playoffs from either league in either division a a wilder card, if you will, Tom? <laughs> a wilder card. Yes, the wildest card. We'll go with that. <laughs> okay. And that the wildest card winner, they have to immediately go play in the in the divisional series, right? Oh right. No, 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 the wildest card. Hang on, I'm wrong. The wildest card has to play a one game playoff, and then that game, those people got to go. They got to go to the division after that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So we got listen a lot of one game playoffs going on there. Well, I mean, that's where the money is, right? Or am I missing? The, the no, no, that was, is what baseball thinks. Yeah. So why not have one? You know what? Next, next phase. Every game after 160 is a one-game playoff to decide who plays next. We do like <laughs> Little League round-robin baseball. Wonderful. Wonderful. I think even the Little League World Series is double elimination. But fuck there it. you go. Why not? Let's just keep going with this shit. If we're going to be dumb, yeah. be real dumb. Let's just stretch it into January. Why not? Yeah. Let's go up against the NFL playoffs on TV ratings and see what happens. Let's well, just I do mean, that. I mean, if the goal is to just stay open and this is the best conceivable way to do it, then shit. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous that you have to artificially create excitement and drama when it already exists. And 
the first time that it happened, it was organic and random. And the fact that people got excited because it doesn't happen all the time. That was why it was exciting. When you force it to happen every year, it is no longer exciting. And it's especially not exciting when it really doesn't matter who wins or loses these games. Yeah. Well, you gotta, you gotta print more t-shirts, Tom. Hang more banners. That's right. Every, everyone's gotta have a postseason t-shirt. Well, everyone's I, gotta have it. I don't see why they just don't go and, you know, drag in the, the, uh, major, uh, with the basketball and everybody, basketball, the NHL, do you have a winning record? Here's your stick. You get to play more. Right. Right. Winning record. That's all you got to do. Be above 500. In some cases, not even that. Yeah, it's true. Depends on your division. But how did you like my segue to basketball talk? It was pretty good. It was pretty Thank good. You. I missed it Thank until you pointed it out for me, though. Yeah, it's okay. Sometimes, sometimes it's subtler. Sometimes when you drive sleepy, you miss the big yellow road sign. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I'm here to be your big yellow road sign. What? <laughs> I think I think that's a good name for your stand-up album. The Big Yellow Road Sign? Yeah, just call it The Big Yellow Road Sign. Okay. Be lots of parody songs and I don't know. <laughs> good way to go, Tom. <laughs> hey, look, I'm not I'm not writing your stand-up. I just I'm an idea man. I don't <laughs> do any of that no. other stuff. No, keep going. This is going great for you. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Dig up, Tom. Dig up. <laughs> dig, dig up. Yes, by all means. <laughs> So Let's in the move NBA, on. yes, yeah. in the NBA, uh, noted flat earther Kyrie Irvin ah. has been less than um, forthcoming with his opinions about the flat Earth society these days, Tom. Yeah, yeah, he was real big, outspoken dude about uh, about the Earth being flat not all that long ago, and uh, and now mm, not so much. No, no, no. And and why is that, Tom? Uh, well, uh, he says now that uh, a YouTube binge led to his incorrect beliefs, and he is sorry he questioned whether the Earth was round. <laughs> I needed you to say that. I needed you to. Do you understand? I needed you to say that. Well, Tom. He's sorry he questioned whether the earth was quote constitutionally round. What? I don't know what that means. <laughs> like when you have your morning constitutional. It's a big pile of shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this this whole thing is and uh I you know, here's what's going to happen uh is that the conspiracy the flat earthers are going to say oh, the Bilderberg group or whatever the fuck you know got to him and paid him off and now he's you know, he's part of the conspiracy. Uh, that the earth is not really round or whatever. <laughs> Does that pain you? Does yeah, it pain it, you? I, yeah. Like, the bile just rises in my throat when I hear these things or have to say them. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but he's basically saying that uh, he was big into conspiracies and he went down the YouTube rabbit hole. Oh, no. Poor little lamb. Poor little lamb. Yeah. And he said, so at the time he was like, I'm a big conspiracy theorist. You can't tell me anything. Quote. So now he says he's sorry to all the science teachers. <laughs> because apparently some of them came up to him and said, "You, I have to reteach my whole curriculum now because people believe you and not the book. Do they call him a schmuck in that situation? Because that, that is very schmucky thing. That is a, that is a schmucky, schmucky thing to do. I just, 
<sighs> YouTube is dangerous. No, you're not wrong. Uh, you know, especially if you're, um, how can I say this nicely? Um, informationally, in, informationally deficient. Let's go with that. That is a very PC way to go, Tom. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Yeah. If you're, if and you're... I'm proud of Kyrie. I'm, I'm super proud of him. Because uh, honestly, honestly, it does take a lot to admit that you might be an idiot. Well, I mean, so... he was asked point blank about it at a panel. But uh, yeah, he could have doubled, doubled down and just been like, yeah, it's flat. Because that is not uncommon these days. <laughs> well, when faced with the facts, yeah. might as well go with the non-reality. Yeah. Because, you know. that going. The more we say it and the louder we say it, the more real it gets. <laughs> Valid. Yeah. Um, Tom, we do have one more sports story. We do, and it relates to one of the SEALs. We mentioned it a little while ago. Yes. Um, so ESPN has this little, uh, what do they call it? The college football playoff predictor yeah so they they their statisticians sort of predict the probability that a team will not only make the college football playoff but also make the semifinal and the championship game and win the national championship now one would think given that uh ucf is uh defending a national championship and ranked in the top 15 in both major polls and uh undefeated still and just this weekend dismantled dismantled one of their precious Power 5 teams. Oh, the ACC. I, I'm sure we'll have the easiest time in the world rebooking those, well, <laughs> those games. I know. it's, And that's ridiculous. You know, it's like, oh, you couldn't beat an ACC team when you beat an ACC team. And then, you know, when you can't, when, when you can't beat them, it's like you can't beat a Power 5 team. And when you beat yeah. them, it's like, oh, it's the ACC. They're weak. Well, which is it, man? You can't have it both ways. Anyway, uh, ESPN ran the numbers, and I don't know how they you do these numbers, but uh, going into last week, before the pit game, mm -hmm. they ranked the top, I guess it was uh, 15 teams, uh, who they thought had a chance at the college football playoff. And, like, the, the bottom six had less than 1% chance. What right. do you think UCF was on that list? Okay, so the bottom six. So that's that's got to be teams like Kentucky and you know um, bubble teams. Maybe even Miami's down there after they suffered a pretty nasty loss. Close. Yeah, Kentucky was definitely <clears throat> in it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. More bubble like low end teams. Maybe even Syracuse before they lost to Clemson could uh -huh. conceivably uh -huh. be in there. Um. And of course UCF has to be there. Well, I mean, I mean they've and got... you'd think like other other very good ranked group of six, group of five teams like Boise State, maybe. Oh sure, or, sure, absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, maybe U USF. They're USF. undefeated. Yeah, USF. Yeah. That's a good one. Or uh, eh, probably those three. We'll go with those three for right now. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, none of those. None of oh. those three oh. were in the top fifteen. In fact, um, there was not a group of five team in the 15 that ESPN said had even a less than 1% chance of making the playoff only power five teams. In fact, Texas tech was number 15, uh, ahead of UCF, I presume. Well, mandatorily they'd have to be, but I mean, at that well, point, you know, the they number... play in the big 12. So yeah, there's a, there's an automatic bid or something. I don't yeah. 
Yeah, there isn't, though. That's the thing. <laughs> the committee is just supposed to pick the four best teams in the country. That's that's what they're supposed to do. I but... love, by the way, that this was a whole send-up on how LSU is getting boned. And meanwhile, UCF, with the longest winning streak in the country and a claim of last year's national championship, sits there and goes, yeah, no, LSU is taking it right on the chin, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and by the way, Texas Tech, uh, one and one in Big Twelve play, and three and two overall, uh, better chance than UCF apparently. And UCF has lost a game, right? No. Oh, right, right. Longest no. winning streak. How could they have? Yeah, yeah, and then, <sighs> um, none. Not one of their four wins has even been close. Well, you know, there's that non-win because North Carolina refused to play right, UCF. Right, 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 right. Which they claimed actually helped their strength of schedule, but still, <laughs> uh, the made-for-television invitational event that ESPN puts on in January uh, does not want a group of five teams. So now, according to ESPN, there are only nine teams left in the country that have any shot at making the playoff. And uh, UCF not there. In fact, Michigan... <laughs> Michigan has an 8.1% chance of making the playoff and a 1.1% chance of winning the title, according to ESPN. Michigan. Michigan. Michigan, who is... I don't even know what Michigan's record is right now. I'm pretty Not sure it's 4-2. Yeah. No, it's, four, it's they definitely They haven't played bad. six games yet, have they? Uh, not 4-2. I'm sorry. 2-2, two two, pardon me. 2-2? Two two? Yeah, 2-2. Two two. Now, I get it. Some of this is based on like how many rank, currently ranked teams remain on their schedule. Uh, Michigan, four and one, two and zero oh in the Big Ten. No, oh, pardon me, my mistake. I thought they were doing much worse. I was and they clearly have games, mistaken. I did too. And they had games. They have games remaining against Ohio State and Michigan State, who are both ranked. And I get, I get it. They do. Uh, and Wisconsin. No, uh, I, I understand your reasoning, and I, I get the right. Uh, speaking to the you know the ESPN crowd, I, I I understand what you're saying. I do. I'm not completely belligerent or you know uh, without un- merit. I, I get it, but uh. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me that was me uh, sneezing but also making a point because that's the chance that ucf had it just went by tom it went bye-bye <laughs> yeah yeah without them losing to an inferior opponent or uh any of that uh they just basically it's espn saying no you have no fucking chance um a member of and the it's committee their, was it's their game yeah yeah and it was a member of the committee who picks the playoff teams uh, was interviewed at the miami North Carolina game a couple weeks ago. And he said, Oh, there is a path for UCF to make the playoff. And, you know, ESPN ran with that on their main page with that quote, there is a path for UCF. And then when you read the article, what he says is the path is play a tough schedule. Oh, tough schedule, Tom. You got to play a tough schedule, play a tough schedule and win games. Win your games. Yeah, there you go, man. That's the path. Well, I mean, Well, you, beating beating relative, beating an SEC team in the Peach Bowl, basically a home game for for <laughs> Auburn. Uh, you know that wasn't good enough. What I don't, you know, what really chaps my ass more about this, and and I'll be very honest, I would be this pissed off for a USF, for Mississippi. Uh, I'm sorry for for Memphis. Pardon me, Boise for State. Any Boise State, of course, for Boise. I was one. I was a very early Boise State bandwagon jumper. Um, I was really excited when Boise State was going to be part of the Big East for that five minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as as much as I hate USF because they are our you know most fear most fearsome rivals, I was quietly proud of them for reaching rank two when they did. I wish they hadn't completely shit the bed shortly thereafter, but whatever. 
this isn't fair. This is pointless. This is this is officially you are you are officially playing for nothing if you do not play in one of these power five conferences. And then, oh, well, why don't you just get invited to a power five? Oh, great idea. That's easy, right, Tom? You just walk up and ask, right? Yeah, well, it's isn't it, isn't it like European soccer where they have promotion and relegation? Like, if you win, you get invited to the better division? Isn't that Well, obviously. I mean, yeah, that's clearly. why Vanderbilt still plays in the SEC, mm-hmm. right? Vanderbilt is right. an SEC team. And Pitt and Georgia Tech, they still play in the ACC. And, uh, you know, you've got uh, Nebraska in the Big 12. And Oh, Tom, that's a shot. Uh, dude, they're terrible this year. I know, but that's still a shot. I didn't intend for it to be a shot, but they're bad. And Baylor? <laughs> Baylor. Baylor had that good season. Remember when UCF beat them in the Fiesta Bowl? Dismantled. Took them apart. <laughs> took them apart in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, yeah. That, that, so they should be relegated to, like, Conference USA, right? And then the MAC and all those places? And then, no. you know, no. no that's no. not how it works. So... SEC guy, stop saying, oh, play a better schedule. Not that simple, as we've talked about on this show. Two teams have to agree to play you. So if you could call Alabama all you want and say we want to play you, but Alabama don't want to play UCF. Alabama has no interest in playing UCF. And Alabama, if I'm honest, Alabama doesn't need to have an interest in playing UCF. Well, that's the thing. They don't need, they just, ha- they have to play the schedule that they have every year. And as long as they win their games, they get to go because they're Alabama. But you're not, you don't have a chance if you're outside the, the power five. No. And, and this is literally just that specifically. Yeah. And we I are, think we, it's kind of telling um, there in the same article from ESPN with these, these predictions, there's a quote from West Virginia's coach, Dana Holgerson, who's been the big 12, a power five school. And he basically says, every kid is going to say two things. They want to go to the college football playoff and they want to win a national championship. He said, and quote, I'm like, well, that's all good, but you've got to get to the big 12 championship game first. I like goals that you can achieve as opposed to just the ultimate one. That's everybody's ultimate goal, but it is very, very unrealistic to about 98% of the teams out there. How then are you crowning a true champion? If 98% of the teams in the league have no shot at even being considered, no matter how good they are. Well, I think you just got to keep doing exactly what, UCF and maybe maybe it's USF's turn this year maybe they're going to win the last two games of the year and they'll go to a big game and they'll shock the world and then they can get into the Coley matrix too yeah let's let's look at let's look at it like this let's let's make an analogy to uh one of the pro sports leagues okay mm-hmm. all right so I'm listening 98 percent there are there are 30 teams in Major League Baseball uh the NBA and I think the NHL you know what 98 percent of 30 is Ninety-eight percent of thirty would be twenty-nine percent. Twenty-nine point four. Twenty-nine so, teams. Pardon me. Yeah, twenty-nine teams, almost twenty-nine and a half teams, uh, have no chance. Then of so basically, you are crowning the champion before the season's even played. That sounds right. I like mean, that going, sounds wrong. Like going. <laughs> so going. That basically means that going into this Major League Baseball season, uh. Only Houston had a chance at winning the World Series. Only Golden State has a chance at winning. Oh, that one's true. 
Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, let's not talk about the NBA. But uh, <laughs> inadvertent, inadvertent. <laughs> but but more to the point, like yeah, only Golden State has a legitimate chance at winning, but they still have to get through the entire league. With no, they're still forced to play other teams. Yeah, I mean, it, with with college football, you only have to play um, eleven other teams, and one out of a hundred and twenty. And one of them doesn't have to be any good at all. They have to be terrible. In fact, they can be, they can be as bad as humanly possible. And that's okay. That's totally fine. That's, that's not even an issue. That's no issue at all. Are you miserable? That's fine. Get in this league. Come on in. And then we're going to play you and we're going to give you a lot of money because we played you and you know, you're going to get murder wrecked, but it's okay. You know, cause well, let's be honest. You were going to get murder wrecked anyway. So might as well be by a team that's going to pay you lots of money to get murder wrecked. Right, yep. Tom? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Come on down, old Dominion. How about a million bucks? Come down. Here, take your million bucks, get your thrashing, and go back. There you go. Thanks for coming, Mercer. Yep. Thanks for, thanks for letting us jump up three spots in the polls because we beat you this week. The system is rigged. 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 And I'm sounding like a broken record saying it, but it is the truth. College football is a joke. It's a joke. And there is a reason why the NCAA does not recognize any one true champion in that sport. Because it is not decided on the field. It is decided by a popularity contest. You ready to move on? Yeah. Yeah, if this were a real radio show, that would be a good time to like take a break and pause for station identification. But uh well, as it is, one I'm, of cur- those. I, I'm currently pooping, so if that makes you feel any better. I'm severely disturbed right now. <laughs> <laughs> Am I lying? Am I being honest? Who knows? I have no idea. I really I have no way of knowing, and that pains me physically. Um This fiber pains me physically. Oof. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to more things that are rigged in the world of geek stuff and nerd stuff. I'm listening. And a really, really interesting egghead research study this, that came out today uh, in the, the Heat Vision blog, but it's a, a legit researcher named Morton Bay. Morty Bay? As opposed to his cousin Michael? Morton Bay, a researcher out of the University of Southern California. That's a Power 5 school. <laughs> So that means it's legit. It's, you can trust it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, out of the USC Center for the Digital Future. Ooh, published well, a research paper. <laughs> about um, Russian trolls spreading uh, polarized and vitriolic uh, discourse on social media by uh, trolling and spreading false information. And no, we're not talking about politics. No. We are talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi. Yes. But it is politically politically motivated, though, Tom. In some respects, yes. In others, it is motivated by headcanon, and that is different. (laughs) It is no less insane, but it is different. (laughs) A different level of insane. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's in the physician's desk reference, but uh, headcanon is still insane. Anyway... Um, a legit researcher uh, shows in this study that more than half of the people who address Last Jedi director Ryan Johnson directly on Twitter to say that they hate Last Jedi are bots, 
trolls slash sock puppets or <laughs> political activists using the debate to spread political messages supporting extreme right-wing causes and the discrimination based on gender, race, or sexuality. And a number of them appear to be Russian trolls. Well, I, for one, am shocked, Tom. Yeah. Shocked. Shocked, I say. Yeah. Uh, basically, he calls his paper Weaponizing the Last Jedi. Weaponizing the haters. Sorry. And basically, Both of which I feel are appropriate, but okay. Um, what he says is the re the, what he says the reasoning behind it is is that the Russian trolls are attempting to show uh, to increase and highlight the stark divisions in American society and culture by basically spreading rancor and vitriol everywhere they possibly can, including among Star Wars fans. Well, that, and I imagine at some point, you know, Vladimir and his buddies must have recognized how easy this was. <laughs> well, clearly, because they, we they keep getting away with it. They keep getting away with it. They literally listen to anything that we say and do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you buy the fact, and I'm using fact in quotes here. No, uh, I couldn't see them, so thank you. So, like, you guys who want to remake The Last Jedi, and as your basis, you're saying, oh, there are so many fans. It divided half of fandom. No. No, <laughs> No, actually, that is not a truth. <laughs> no, it is not. The numbers do not prove it. And you cannot point to Solo's box office as proof of that, because that's a different movie. And it came out only six months after the last one. Well, here's why, here's why I think it was politically motivated. Why I think, I, and I don't know. As you mentioned, there are a number of fans who agree or with bots. what happened. Well, no, well, fans who agree with the amount of disdain being thrown around because they <clears throat> are unhappy with the way society has deemed forward progress will happen. Okay. So you have a group of people, we'll call them red hats, who don't <laughs> want don't want any kind of I mean the same thing's happening in comic books right now with this horrific comic skate insanity. So you've got these people who are so riled up and so desperate to have their points heard ahead of others that they are just saying and doing anything in order to get their uh get their fandom recognized, I guess. We'll go with that. And these are the same people who all believe that, you know, uh, women belong in the in the kitchen and America and apple pie and standing for the flag. And you can draw a direct line from A to Z on these people. You really can. Uh, am I wrong? No, I mean, you're talking about a subset of people that believes the, that American society peaked in the 1950s and we should just go back there. Um, forever. For all yeah, time. Forever forever um anyway but we're also we're also let's let's refocus on the geek part of this and the star okay. wars part of this fair okay so we've got fans who are we basically got two sort of factions now of pissed off star wars fans you have the people pissed off about last jedi and about the sequel trilogy in general because of whatever political thing social justice 
the whole scene in the casino in Last Jedi, uh, female lead, uh, black stormtrooper, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got all of that. And then you have the pissed off Star Wars fans that are pissed off because they believe that the story should not have been written the way it was written. They're even way more off the reservation because they think they own Star Wars. Right. Um, but it would appear that at least part, a significant part of the first subset were fake. Yes. Or, and the, and they were in Made cahoots up. or just taking advantage, uh, taking advantage of, I should say, not taking advantage, but taking advantage of a group of people who thought that their opinions were being heard and finally thought that their voices actually accounted for something. I'm sorry for them. I really am. That That's unfortunate that there's a group out there who really, truly wanted to have their voices heard and thought that there were people who were listening. And no, <laughs> well, no. Here's, that's And that's the thing. It's, it's, well, they thought that other, more people thought like they did than really did. Right? I mean, that's basically right. what we're getting at. Because yes. there are some of, of that subset that are probably real people. It's just reality, right? That's the numbers. Correct. Um, and whatever. They can believe what they want to believe, and they can be upset about Star Wars, and what? fine. It's a free country. Do what you want. But this whole thought that... It's kind of nice, actually, in a way, because it means there are le- fewer racist Star Wars fans than we thought. Yeah, <laughs> this is not as bad as it looks. Right, right. <laughs> they're, like, the headcanon people, you are never going to change their mind. Right, but they're not necessarily wholly racist. They're just kind of confused. So, well, Not only that, but Disney still is getting their money. They're not, like, those people are not, they're not voting with their dollar. They're just bitching. Right. Like, they're, they're still going to go, because... They hated the prequels, and they hated this thing or that thing, and they still went multiple times. So it kind of means, even though they're, you know, Disney might be slowing down with the Star Wars, <laughs> um, which I think is actually a good idea. Uh, like, because obviously, only spreading them out by six months, they learn their lesson. Um, it's once a year is... is uh, it's the limit. Plenty. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. You all um, right there? Uh, you're, you're all right there, Emotin Joe? You doing okay? Yeah, just, uh, I need to go back to, like, you know, four packs a day, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Hard, though. It's hard. Anyway. Yeah. Um, what was I? What was my point? <laughs> you still have one just that ultimately all right i'll put a bow on this yeah please please because i'm meandering all around it it's okay it's star wars this is when you this is when you whip it out and go to work so i just sit back it just makes me so angry (laughs) so what's really happening is yes there is a lot of nastiness in fandom and it is concerning but it appears that a lot of this nastiness and a lot of this horribleness may not actually be what it appears to be. It might just be Russian bots doing their very best to sow discord and hatred amongst fans. Amongst Americans, period. Amongst American fans, fine. Yeah. Fine. Sorry. I mean, I, I, you know, it's it's about, it's not just about fandom. It's just about making 
making our society divided in any way it possibly can be. All right. Well, that that was supposed to be me putting a bow tie on it, Tom. So unless you you need to grandstand a little more, we can move on. No, I'm not grandstanding. We can move. All right. Sounds good. Because now it's time for me to put on my special hat and gown and start talking about <laughs> the very good things coming very quickly. Maybe Rick's going to go see this opening night. Was there ever any doubt that he'd make the troll for it? Of course not. Wait, are you the- going to go see this? Tom, how long have you known me? A long time. Longer than long- I would admit in mixed company. That's for sure. <laughs> I-, I understand. Why in God's creation would you think I would not go see this? Uh, I don't know, because it is not playing on your television. Yeah, but, but Tom, did what someone else two... already buy your ticket? No, no. This if I if anyone buys it, it's going to be me. But what are two of my favorite things in this world? Not necessarily the same thing, but two of them. Um, antiheroes and comic book movies. Okay, yes, all of that, all of that tracks. That is true. But Tom that's not Hardy. Really, I forgot but, about Tom Hardy. There we go. So Tom Hardy. And, uh, and, yeah. And uh, what's the other thing? Comic books. You, comic books and antiheroes. So have you heard the good news about the Venom movie, Tom? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if this news is good. I'm not sure. Okay. Why? Well, this one. All right. So, so early reaction to Venom is in, right? Venom's coming out this weekend. In case you were not aware, I was not. I forgot it was October already. To be <laughs> honest. <clears throat> uh, and some, you know, Twitter reactions are out. And uh, some people are saying it's no Winter Soldier or Thor Ragnarok. But the idea is there and I liked it way better than most of the DC stuff except for Wonder Woman. Yeah, so already a C plus. <laughs> yeah, it's already climbing Rick's charts right there. <laughs> it's climbing lots of me, Tom. <laughs> uh, oh God, yeah, it's got Tom Hardy in it. I forgot you're gonna be that guy in the trench coat in the back of the theater. I, I, there was no trench coat. I do not oh. have to. I do not have to re, re, get down and and declare myself. I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm gonna be that guy in the trench coat, Tom. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna be well, that there, guy in the trench coat. There are there are things. Significant chunks of Venom don't work at all, but there is some serious charm to the Eddie Venom relationship. Or another review, I'm fascinated with Venom. The cast seems to all know they're in a darker superhero movie, except Tom Hardy, who is basically remaking Jim Carrey's Liar Liar. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds fun. (laughs) And this you'll enjoy. At one point, Tom Hardy and Venom make out. Well, that was gonna happen. I mean, when Tom Hardy, ad- when when Venom makes out with anybody, Venom and Eddie are making out together, and it's fine. It's fine. Just let it let it be, Tom. Why do you gotta you know put labels on things? Others like it's not a complete disaster. Oh, fair. Well, you guys are sitting there going on and on about how Justice League's okay. Yeah, I, look. I... Here's another one, and I this one is this one I find the most interesting, and this this person is not alone. They're basically saying this is a pre-Marvel Un- Marvel Cinematic Universe superhero movie. It's in that vein uh, on intentionally. It's the flavor of, of early superhero films. Think the Ang Lee Hulk, the Ben Affleck Daredevil, uh, the Halle Berry Catwoman. Uh, yeah. Yikes. 
that yeah, one. That, that one that one's a bit disturbing. But what did I think of Ang Lee's Hulk, Tom? You liked Ang Lee's Hulk. I loved it. I loved it. Ang Lee Ang Lee's Hulk is to Rick as uh Batman as Dawn of Justice is uh yeah, Dawn of Justice, definitely Dawn of Justice is to our buddy EJ. I am the only person on earth that probably gave that movie four stars. EJ is probably the only person on earth that gave uh, Justice League or Dawn of Justice, rather, pardon me, four stars. Um, we all have our reasons. None of them are very good. But <laughs> what did I think of the dare- of Daredevil? Do you remember? Um, I think you thought along the lines I did, which was it wasn't all bad. No, absolutely not. And the director's cut, the R-rated cut is actually pretty good. Yeah, I wish I could see it. I've I've heard literally what you're saying, that the director's cut is actually quite good. So I have the I, DVD somewhere, I think. I'm going to read that one out for you. That'd be cool. I'd be, I'd be cool with that. That'd be nice. So but, uh, what does yeah. it all mean, Tom? Well, uh, you know, it's PG-13. It's not R. Um, you know, people are basically just praising Tom Hardy's performance, although there's one, like a turd period in the wind period. Oh, or, well... Venom is Catwoman level bad with Tom Hardy's worst performance since this means war. Okay, but it's also the Venom super it's the Venom movie. Yeah. So this was always going to get my money. Right, right. <laughs> you they got your money as soon as they said Venom movie with Tom well, Hardy. Well, in fairness, they didn't get it when they said Venom movie. They Tom got Hardy. it. Yeah. 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 When they said Tom Hardy, you showed up. <laughs> I was first in line. Yeah, part Hello. A little man from inside your consciousness set up a tent outside the theater and patiently waited for October This will be, fi- be fine. Yeah. I'll, this will do. I'll be right here. <laughs> I One have a day, spot. You shall this arrive. Is... <laughs> Krusty is coming. Yeah. Um, but uh, what's funny about this is, you know, there was a lot of uh, controversy and back and forth because... When they started making it, the director was kind of like, yeah, we're making a dark superhero movie. It's going to be, you know, they were hinting that R-rated was where they were going. Right. The studio, of course, had other ideas. Yes, the studio has lots of ideas, Tom. And I kind of get where they're coming from. They've got to make their nut, and the audi- part of the audience that helps them make their nut has to be able to see the movie, and if it's R, they can't. So they got to make it PG-13. Which is unfortunate because evidently some of the best parts of this movie have ended up on the cutting room floor. Well, that's according to Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy says some of his favorite parts of the movie, 30 to 40 minutes, uh, are in are not there. Uh, he calls them dark comedy scenes, mad puppeteering scenes. They just never made it in. Um, other actors are saying it is... Uh, a lot of stuff that Hardy improvised himself. So obviously he's going to like it, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was good. And then it sort of seemed like Hardy uh, got talked to by the studio and had to walk that all back. (laughs) That's the part of the story I don't like. I love that Tom Hardy is a real actor. And I wish that they just let him say his piece. Like, there's nothing wrong with an actor saying, you know, I loved parts of this movie and unfortunately it didn't make the final cut. Maybe we'll see it uh, in like an extended version or something. And I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah. What's terrible? What's terrible about what I just said there, Tom? Not really anything. 
I, I don't get stuff like that. Yeah. And I don't understand why so many executives freak out when they're, you know, their their star, their star says that there's parts of this movie I would rather have seen in the film and it didn't make it. Why is that so bad? Because Why executives so generally are used to having a team of people and not just one person. It is an entire team of people walking around all day, very gently, gently, almost like a, like a feather or a velvet pillow, uh, cupping and ensconcing and supporting their balls. That's all day long. That is what they're used to. And so when someone does not do that and does not wholeheartedly, enthusiastically do that, uh, they get upset. <laughs> yeah. Now, there's a lot of that going around these days. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's across oh, all uh, industries, not just the Lagore. Yeah. Um, so Tom Hardy walked it back and said that uh, from an actor's point of view, a lot of his weirder stuff didn't make it in, but that everything he wants is in the story and more. Take from that what you will. They are denying up and down that any R-rated cut of the film exists until the movie comes out on Blu-ray, and surprise, there is one. That'll happen. We know it will. Are you going to be that surprised? Hell no. <laughs> no, they're going to call it a surprise, but it ain't a surprise. Uh, and we'll see. We'll see if it does well this weekend. All right, moving on to a movie that... Uh, was released as R-rated, but now is getting the opposite done to it. We're talking about Deadpool. What do you got for me, Tom? I got Deadpool. I got... We talking about Deadpool? We talking about... Deadpool? We talking about Deadpool. Not a game. Not a game. Deadpool? Deadpool. Uh, so, Deadpool. Uh, Fox released some updated release dates for its movies, and there was a surprise entry for a Deadpool film, an untitled Deadpool film, coming out this December. Why, whatever do you mean? Deadpool 2 just came out a few months ago. Turns out, they're releasing a PG-13 version of Deadpool 2. In the theaters on December 21st. <laughs> well, happy new year. Well, here's what I find interesting about this. Is that it may actually be worth paying money to see again. Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, um, released a photo on Twitter of a, what he says is a scene from the PG-13 version of Deadpool 2, and it is Deadpool reading a book at the bedside of an adult Fred Savage in the costume he wore in The Princess Bride. <laughs> yeah, I figured they had your money at that point. <laughs> well, uh, here's the thing. If if the way that they get around all of these cuts of the more violent and filthy scenes in the movie is the way that Peter Falk gets around all of the kind of more violent parts in The Princess Bride, where he they cut back to Deadpool and Fred Savage, and he kind of, ah, we'll just skip ahead here. I, I'm on board for this. I will go. It that, does to seem, me, seems like an entertaining two hours. It does seem like a really great one-off joke. It concerns me, though. Okay. I don't want a PG-13 Deadpool. And I'm getting a PG-13 Venom, which is not making me happy. But I understand money got to be made. But I don't want a PG-13 Deadpool. I don't want to worry. I don't want to live in a future where all Deadpools are PG-13. This was supposed to be an R-rated thing. 
It's it's like it's like going to Halloween Horror Nights and there's lots of little kids running around. You're like, you shouldn't be here. This isn't for you. It's very late at night and everything's scary. Why are you here? I thought they didn't allow kids at Halloween. No, there's kids now. It's because oh, you, really? you need to tell people no. We need to tell them no. Well, I mean, they had used to have it on the tickets that it was a you know a seventeen and up event. Yeah. Well. Wow. Then they realized they could charge for more tickets if they let the kids in. True. True. Well, here's the thing. I, I agree with you in that if they see this as being successful, it could be bad. Um, but this isn't going to make more money than the original release of Deadpool 2. I mean, well, let's no, be but it, it'll make enough. Eh, what's enough, though? I mean, I, I don't think you're, a lot of the people who already paid to see this the first time, they're not going to go pay to see it. You're going to get wackos like me who are going to go see it because they just they just love Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and any new stuff with Deadpool is kind of worth the price of admission to them. Um, but I don't think it's going to make very much money at all, especially I think that release date already has a huge movie coming out. Um, on it. Well, Elite Battle Angel was supposed to come out that day, but they pushed that back. What is, I wonder what else is coming out that day. I want to say there's like a very big like awards type movie coming out on December 21st. So it's got competition. It's not like uh, it's not like it's the only movie opening up that day. Does it got chills? Is it multiplying? Uh-huh. Is it losing control? It's losing control. It's electrifying. The... <laughs> it's electrifying. I knew, I knew if I just kept doing it, you'd have to come along. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's, you know, you just keep dragging me and dragging me and dragging me, and eventually I have to, I relent, because otherwise I get road rash. <laughs> if I just, if I just go limp and relax, I won't get so many cuts and bruises. I tell you this every time we uh, hang out. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, this will go a lot faster if you stop fighting me, I know. <laughs> Why don't you just chill out, man? Come on. Just, yeah, just be just cool. Let it happen. Just be cool. It's all right. It's all right. It's Nobody, all right. Nobody's going to judge you here. No, man. I'm on, the, I'm on the lacrosse team, dude. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> my, dad, my dad totally owns a dealership. It's fine. My dad owns a dealership, guy. <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. It's all good, baby. Don't, you know, just... Let me talk to my dad about getting us a new Buick. <laughs> God. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I get what you're saying, and there are some conspiracy theorists who are like, "Oh, this is this is Marvel testing out whether a PG-13 Deadpool would work because then they can easily incorporate him into the Marvel Cinematic Universe." And I don't think that's the case. Bob Iger has already said, "Look, we're not messing with Deadpool. Like, once we get Deadpool, you know, next year when the merger's finished." We're not touching. We're not messing with it. Like, it's good. it's already successful as it is. I know. I know. Grumble, grumble, harumph, harumph. All right. But Rick I get concerned. what you're saying. I understand Rick your concern. concern. Rick, Rick concerned. Hulk, Hulk puzzled. <laughs> I have one more puzzling story for you, Tom. And Please. I'm sorry our, our Snyder Cut truther is not here oh, this Oh, God. Week. I know. There, was, there were multiple stories that could have benefited from chris's expertise and point of view this week yeah stupid people having little babies why don't you just be like me and be miserable <laughs> well i mean there are a lot of miserable people with children i'm not one. <laughs> just saying tom do you care to no, talk about i something? said i am not one of them but no oh my mistake <laughs> those people exist 
you can find them generally parked on a bench at the Magic Kingdom somewhere. I can't believe I did this to myself again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they have that thousand mile stare. You're just wondering what happened, where it all went yeah. wrong. Yeah, if you if you like you play the sound of a toy truck or a theme song from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse near them, they duck and cover. Uh, <laughs> it's sad, really. It's the yeah. uh, forgotten part of the population. <laughs> the forgotten man. Tom. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. the lost generation. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> we got Snyder cuts. Oh God! Come, hey, you brought this on yourself. You're the one siding with that madman that we I'm call not, a friend. I'm not siding with him. I'm not siding. I heard with you. Him. I heard you specifically say that you'd be interested in seeing the Snyder cut. Of course cut. I would, but I also want to see the Eric Stoltz version of Back to the Future. I'm a moron. <laughs> I, call it like I it do not wish to be happy, apparently. <laughs> I really hope you haven't passed that on to your kid. Like, I, <laughs> uh, like I, I can tell you that. Like, yes, I want to go to the alternate universe and watch the Nicolas Cage Superman lives. I don't know <laughs> why. I just, I just want to know things. I'm the guy who, like, once a series ends that a lot of people liked but I didn't watch, I will go to the Wikipedia article and read about the entire story and how it ends because I just want to know. Like I know I've never seen a second of Breaking Bad. I know how it ends. Well, that's great, Tom. I assure you actually watching the movie is worthwhile. I can understand and I get that. And I, I appreciate that. And I know people like it, but you know, I uh couldn't get into it and now I just really want to fucking know what this big cultural event was everyone was talking about. I'm gonna be like that when Game of Thrones ends too, I guarantee it. Ugh. You're the worst. I am. I am the worst. So- if b- before Tom sputters himself into the ground, let me just explain that apparently there is a cut or a there's words written somewhere that people believe to be true <laughs> that at the end of ja- uh, uh, J- Justice League, at the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, ultimately the final the final countdown where Darkseid shows up and, you know, all this other horseshit. Justice probably... League, Justice League part two that we're yeah, not getting. One. Justice League, not not two. Uh, it's like hot shots, pot do. Anyway, Batman was going to die. Allegedly, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here's the thing. So Zack Snyder had a five story arc in mind for his. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck That's what they're you. saying. <laughs> Snyder had a five story arc in his mind for his DC universe. So that would have been Man of Steel. Uh, Batman versus Superman, Justice League, uh, a second Justice League, I imagine, and uh, a Batman movie, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know what that fifth thing is. But uh, so some guy on Twitter posted an image, a drawing of Superman holding a dead Batman's body and saying, what we may have seen in the five story arc, hashtag release the Snyder cut. Oh, fuck you. Um, <laughs> And then it was posted on Vero, which is the social media platform that Zack Snyder uses. And he confirmed that he would have realized that image on the big screen. He replied to the tweet, of course. Ah, well, I'm glad we solved that riddle. And, and thank goodness, not a, not a moment too late. Let's go ahead and get him back in the saddle yeah. for the next Justice movie. That's not being made because that one was garbage. <laughs> Yeah, in fact, uh, the storyboard artist, Jay Olivia, 
who we talked about a few shows ago because he's the one that said Ben Affleck's Batman script was the best Batman script he's ever read. Ever. Ever. Um, Ever. He said Zack Snyder's vision for the DC Universe was epic, grand, emotional, joyful, and unforgettable. I didn't see joyful in any of those. What are you talking about? He made three movies, not one of which was joyful. I was elated when the credits started rolling. I know you were. It's like the end of a, a prostate exam. <laughs> like, oh, thank God, this finger right. is finally coming out of my ass. Yeah. You never you never quite realize how much you want it out of there once it's in there. <laughs> or until it's in there. Um, <laughs> that's a very that's a very scary, accurate description, Tom. Isn't it? You want to talk about it? No, not really. <laughs> not really. Just need another couple beers to push that one down. <laughs> push it back in, yeah, so to it's speak. Just, uh, Let's put the cap on that. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, here it is. Some of the stuff, some of the storyboards he worked on for Justice League where Superman would be uh, crazed for longer, which we kind of got gathered from right, the, the like CG sounded... Henry Cavill jaw in the movie. You could tell what was <laughs> shot. It's like a shot. It's like a fucking watermark on everything Joss Whedon made. This one was mine. You yeah. can tell because here it gets really stupid. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, here his face seems to melt off of the bones. Okay. I think I get what this is now. <laughs> Look, I think I think black suit Superman would have been cool as hell. I think but... it would have been good and it would have tied in very well to Batman versus Superman, to that whole nightmare sequence, whatever. And they, you know, he said that some of the unhinged Superman stuff was crazy. Fine. Okay. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything. It just, it doesn't. And you got to just sort of get, you got to get to the point where you're either, you're either all in on this insanity and nothing matters, or maybe just, maybe this just wasn't that good of a vision. And I don't think anyone wants uh, the people who really don't want to say that don't want to admit it because then this really was all for nothing, and they are going to restart the universe. And the only thing good was Wonder Woman, and it's fair to say that. And how many people, me included, really want to admit that this whole thing was Vakakta? Like, how many honestly are really excited? Oh, yeah, it was a pile of shit. Like, at, at any point in time that we've been doing this show, was I ever that excited about the fact that Batman v Superman appeared to be really, really bad? Was I over the moon about that? Was I was I flipping my thumbs into my uh, uh, suspenders with with glee and disbelief at how right I was, Tom? I would say no. I would say there became a point where you started actively rooting against it, but it was only because you wanted to be right. It wasn't because you hated it. it, it I wanted to be right, but I didn't want to be right. I yeah, said that a hundred times. You did. We did a whole segment on how you can't lose. Right. Yes, exactly. You know, had the best thing that could have happened would have been that uh, Batman v Superman and Justice League were both fabulous, and I was wrong because then I would have been wrong, and that's awesome. But that's not what happened. No. And stop acting like it was. No. And I get, I get people wanting to uh, have the let you know the let the artist be allowed to finish his vision, whatever. And yeah, there's a part of me that yeah is curious about what that would have looked like, but it wasn't like we were headed down a very good path. Now, no. there are going to be people who fight tooth and nail about that because they like a darker, quote-unquote, adult take on the superheroes. I don't know what's adult about Martha 
and all the other fucking bullshit going on in there. But um, I understand I I, how there's some people like this, but not enough people liked it. Sorry. You know, I really wanted them to do a second season of Journeyman, but <laughs> not enough people liked it. So that guy's on Grey's Anatomy now. <laughs> Thanks for that, Tom. <laughs> uh, like we can't always get what we want. Oh, but sometimes we get what we need. Yeah, I don't know if we need an Aquaman movie, but that's what we're getting. <laughs> need is yeah, a, need a term. Is, yeah, need is a subjective term, I think. Anyway, it's time to enter the home stretch, Rick. Okay, here we go. Rick, what's pissing you off? Uh, well, Tom, I'll tell you. Doctor's offices. Oh. Doctor's offices have been pissing me off for a while now. And not just doc, not specifically doctor's offices. I'm actually not. What, what does it mean to be afraid of doctors? Is what, What's that phobia? Uh, I don't know. Doctor phobia? Doctor phobia. I'm not afraid of doctors. I'm just mad at them. I have no problem going to doctors. I actually don't mind them at all. I know that they're there to help me, and I don't have any concern about it. What bothers me, and what bothers me to no end, is the last five or six doctor's visits I've had, or my wife has had. What time do you make an appointment for, Tom? Um, the time you want to go. Yeah, generally. Yeah, yeah, or the time that's available, whatever the uh -huh. case may be. Yes. So, so I had a doctor's appointment this morning for my knee at Jewett Orthopedic. And uh, everything eventually went very well and so on and so forth. But they have this really cool thing at Jewett Orthopedic. Maybe other doctor's offices do. I don't know. This is the first time I've ever had it where you could do a mobile uh, check-in. Okay? Okay. So that means that they send you uh, a text message with a link. You follow the link. Okay? And then once you're done following the link, uh, you are essentially checked in. You're good to go. You're done. And you're like, all right, show up on time. And, uh, you know, you just took 20 minutes out of your day. Because, you know, the hardest part about going to a new doctor's office is you got to fill out all that rigmarole, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, all that paperwork. All that paperwork. And it's really kind of annoying. And, oh, just, oh, no thank you, right? Right. Well, what if I told you that the mobile app was going to uh, not have all that? You'd be elated. You'd be great. So when I fill it out, I, I fill it out yesterday. And, hey, you know, I, I, got a, I got it all done. It's all over with. Hooray. Good for me. Except for the problem of when I get to the damn <laughs> when I get to the damn doctor's office, uh, yet no, I still have more shit I gotta fill out, and uh, then I gotta go to a kiosk and I gotta do this and I gotta do all this other stuff and I gotta fill things out and da 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 da. And finally, finally, I'm checked in, and it looked down at my watch and oh well, you know what? Maybe I'm complaining about nothing. I'm checked in and there's still plenty of time on the clock, tons of it. So I wait a couple of minutes. It is now my appointment time. They do not call my name. So I wait because what else am I going to do? And I keep waiting and I keep waiting. And 10 minutes after my appointment time, somebody is there to finally say, Mr. Sussman, come on back. We're ready for you. Oh, good. Oh, thank you. I mean, I did get here 10 minutes before my appointment and I filled out all the shit that you had me fill out. And then I filled out more shit that I didn't know I had to fill out to begin with. And I had to look shit up on my phone. But you know what? We're done. Let me have my appointment. Great. No, 10 minutes I got to wait there. 10 more minutes. And they're not the only ones. They're nowhere near the only ones. It's, shit just happens. It's just always happening. No matter what doctor's office I go to, 
It's, that's it. You just, oh, well, you know, this is the breaks. This is what happens. I, I don't think it has to. And quite frankly, it annoys the shit out of me. So it's pissing me off. Okay. Tom. Yes. What's pissing you off? Uh, the iPhone. The iPhone? The iPhone. Do explain. Do I have to? Anyway. <laughs> Uh, the iPhone, I recently got a new iOS update. Yes. The iPhone. Yes. It has some nifty little things on it. It also, however, does not play nice with some of the apps I had before I downloaded this update. <laughs> and that means that my lovely touchscreen that's supposed to work freezes when I'm in certain apps. Like, say, placing an order to pick up, I don't know, at the grocery store. And... I'm trying to tap and tap and tap to add my fucking deli cheese to my mate, my order, and it's not working, and then I have to reboot the damn app like six times, and then reboot the phone, and then and then maybe say Klaatu Varada Nikto, or, nah. you know, smear goat's blood on the, the home button. I don't know, but whatever I gotta do to make it work, it's funny how this is starting to happen right as the new iPhone's coming out. Oh, what are the odds? Yeah, what are the what odds? What are the odds? What are the odds? I don't know. I mean, I mean, just because my iPhone can no longer hold a charge for longer than three and a half hours, and I'm <laughs> constantly plugging it in, be it at work or in my car or into my extra battery, I couldn't figure out for the life of me why that would be. Could you, Tom? No, no, no. Planned obsolescence is, is a farce. It's a myth. It's a myth. Yeah. No. No, don't think so. I don't think so. Huh. Yeah. Well, I guess I have a follow-up question then. Oh, please. Tom. Yes. What did you learn this week? I learned two things. The first, <laughs> in brief, that you also know what planned obsolescence means. <laughs> God damn it. Why? Why? <sighs> go ahead. No, go ahead. Let it out. Just let it out. No. No, let it out. Anymore. It's always more fun when you do. I don't. I am an intelligent person, and if not for friends like you, I would sometimes remember that. And maybe know. I'd be able to sleep better at night. There's a lot, of, a lot of little squiggly red lines on stuff you, underneath words and things you write. I don't know. Such a dick. <laughs> Such... <laughs> I'll have you know that not being able to uh, have proper grammar or spelling is a sign of a creative mind, which you would know nothing about. Mm. I don't know. It's a structured creativity going on in my head. Yeah, well, what else did you learn? Anyway, the other is Toys R Us might come back. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Toys R Us canceled its bankruptcy God damn, auction. why didn't we make that one of the seals? <laughs> I know, right? Well, kind of a good thing we didn't. Um, <laughs> Toys R Us canceled its bankruptcy auction because it is looking to revive the business behind its brand names. So they basically came up with a reorganization plan uh, that would require them to, you know, create new retail businesses and they the lenders just said that any bids for the bankruptcy auction most likely would not be a better alternative to that reorganization plan so the lenders were like well we're not going to get our money from any of these other fuckers that want to buy it so yeah fine you want to try again go ahead <laughs> uh late stage capitalism Isn't how it wonderful how i love it, how I love it. so oh, Toys R Us may be coming back. Don't know when. 
but Jeffrey the giraffe is not dead yet. He's Rick, mostly dead. Mostly. He's, he's mostly, mostly dead. dead. But mostly to dead blade, means to blade. somewhat alive. <laughs> it's important that he eats that thing whole. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So before we are taken over by the rodents of unusual size, Rick, what did you learn this week? I learned so many things, Tom. But the one thing that I learned is that there is no stopping a train once it's on the tracks. Oh, yeah. So, for instance, my knee, as you are well aware, my right knee, I've broken it twice. I suffered a, a, a football career-ending injury. Side note, wasn't much of a career to end, but hey, it happened when I was 17. Uh, I then re-injured it when I was 18 in college, playing a pickup game of soccer. And uh, then over the years, I've sort of had to baby it and things have not gone well for me. And uh, today, uh, while I was at the orthopedic surgeon, he told me that the injury that I'd been hobbled around with for the last two and a half months was not an injury at all. There was no tears, there was no scrapes, there was a sprain, but that sprain was actually just sort of kind of a misnomer. No, the real problem, Tom, is what do I have? What is wrong with my knee, Tom? I'm going to guess. I'm going to spin the wheel of ailments here and uh, yep. go with arthritis. That is correct, Tom. My knee is almost completely out of its jelly, i.e. the cartilage that separates the bone from the shin. And I basically have the knees of a man in his late 70s. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Would you, that's are great. you are you allowed to collect a social security check? And only my right knee is, and it's only for one uh, 19th of the amount that knee, I would normally get. One knee's worth. Yeah. So you uh, <sighs> you weren't quite ready for that jelly, were you? No, I was not. And I'm not quite really for, ready for that reality either. Because yeah, I can't say I blame you. Um, it, it, that's it for me in running. Like, I can't, I can't run anymore. I mean, I can. It'll just mean that I'm going to accelerate my knee replacement surgery. Um, and uh, there's a, a fluid that they can inject into my knee if my insurance qualifies for it. That'll give me more time with my knee. But uh, again, it's, I, I can't go running anymore. I'm, I can go biking. Uh, Jiu-jitsu is totally fine. All of these other activities that I enjoy doing are 100% fine. But I, I, I got the news. I got the news that I've been dreading since I was 19, which is my shin and my knee, basically, my, my patella is dying. And there is nothing I can do to stop it anymore. So the train is coming. And, uh, you know... <laughs> Uh, no matter how hard you try and brace against it, uh, it shows up. Um, I also learned this week that the train keeps coming, whether you like it or not, i.e. progress. Progress is coming, people. Uh, it is, uh, it is, we can try and fight it all we want and hold on to our, our, our lovely thoughts of the world that we think we know. But uh, eventually, all that shit that you did when you were a kid and in high school and in college, it can come back to bite you in the ass. And that's that's just how things are going to be from now on. So uh, I got advice for you, Tom. And I know you don't need it, but maybe the younger generation does. Don't be a dick or bad <laughs> things will happen to you. That's a really and that's just really sound advice for life in general. We'd yeah. all be a lot better off if we just stop being dicks. Yeah, if you, if you for instance, Tom, and uh, I'm going to nail this one right on the fucking head, but I've <laughs> been scooting around it. If you commit sexual assault on someone in your early teens or 20s, that will fucking find you later in life. It really, really will. So don't do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm and not, that's even, I'm not even touching that one. 
There's no need. But in terms There's of your no other need. one, uh, if you get the bionic knee, you can't be Batman anymore. No, I'm late stage Batman where he you was mostly be, just. You have to be cyborg now. No, no, no. Late stage Batman. He's broken. And he's got the out. He's the exoskeleton with the Dobermans. Read Kingdom Come. I read that book. I know what you're saying. I was thinking more like Batman Beyond Batman. I've seen you walk. I also learned that you could sell plasma. Anyway, Tom, if people want to. That's frightening. That's something. That's knowledge you should not have had. Oh, that's a story I'm not telling on this show, Tom. I will tell you, though. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I want to hear that one. That is. That's a thing. Uh, if you want to take part in uh, my <laughs> never-ending misery <laughs> outside of this show, what's the easiest way to find me or you, Tom? Uh, on Twitter, at those two jerks. Spell out the word two. T-W-O. You can also find us on the Book of the Faces at facebook.com slash those two jerks. Click like so you don't miss a release of the final nine. That's right. We're coming to the end of number one of the final ten. There are only nine to go. So if you want to participate in the show, now's the time. You could you could join us on Facebook. You could enjoy the two other people that have been talking to me on Twitter. Or, Tom, they could call us. Yes, you can call us and leave a voicemail. Those are always fun. 321-76-JERKS. Please, somebody besides Jesse, call. I, I'm tired of getting his messages. <laughs> Where if I have to if I have to hear an order for a Publix Ultimate sub more than one, <laughs> I just just can't anymore. I can't. <laughs> yeah, this is how many times I have to tell them this, that we're not a deli. Like I, <laughs> you know, Tom, I I swear it's almost as if we're pleading with our followers to participate yeah. in this event. They don't want to. <laughs> they don't want to. And that's fine. That's fine. We'll be here for a little more time. So yes. you can find all of that information. I keep forgetting that at those two jerks.com for the Sussman, Rick Sussman and the absent Chris Vu. I am the Tom Alexander and for at least nine more shows. Oh, well, well specifically Tom and until Wanderlei Silva actually passes a USADA drug test. Correct. Correct. We will remain those two jerks. See you next time.